0: Uh, yeah baby
1: the latest and greatest episode of the nesson after hours podcast presented by people's united bank we are inside your ears we are inside your head we are inside you i am emerson lazia Sealy godwin what an absolute pleasure it is to be here with you and listening to you right yes. now
2: yes uh looking forward to this it's uh, i mean i woke up this morning and it was rainy and
1: I know. it, it was tough kind of bad
2: outside, but uh, I'm hoping for better weather this weekend. But man, oh man, do we have <laughs> a lot.
1: Yeah. yeah, let's do it.
2: Uh, so just to kind of give you guys a quick rundown of what we're going to talk about today. After days of gross speculation, the Washington Post published their report on the toxic work culture inside the Washington's NFL organization, because they do not have a name right now. Plus, David Pasternak, Andre Kasha deemed unfit to participate. What that means exactly um, and what it means for the bees moving forward, Patriots plan to host 20% capacity this fall should the virus permit it because, let's be honest here, it's, it's going to come ultimately down to whether or not the virus is good or bad. And for sure. And across the country right now, it is very, very bad. Not so bad here, but across the country, it is very, very bad. Um, and Bill Belichick, downs a foot long.
1: Oh, man. Can't wait to uh, talk about that and what kind of meats he was munching on on that bench. Wow. Another yeah. another meme-worthy moment from Bill Belichick. Gosh, Thank you. Just a so gift that keeps on giving.
2: <laughs> exactly. Um, but, yeah, let's uh, address the elephant in the room here. Uh, okay. This report that came out from the Washington Post About the very toxic work culture inside Washington's NFL organization. I'm going to quickly run through what you guys need to know from this bombshell report. 15 women alleging sexual harassment during their tenure with the team from a period of about 13 years. Several members of the organization have been fired or left within the last week that were named in the report. Five in total play-by-play announcer to higher-level members of their scouting department to other former members. Um, it's important, I guess, to mention that Dan Snyder was not one of those named, but he was alluded to at least allowing this culture.
1: I was gonna say, he oversees the whole damn organization. <laughs>
2: yes, so the allegations cover verbal harassment, comments on their body, unwanted sexual advances. More than 40 people were interviewed for the story. They provided text messages, internal company documents. Team declined to comment. They hired a reputable reputable law firm to investigate the matter. The NFL has also released a statement.
1: This was huge, and it was being teased for like days and days and days which was really interesting and it kind of got old after a while it was all of these reporters being like oh i've got this information or there's this huge report coming out and i'm like all right man like what's the what's the point of of doing that and then when it comes out holy hell that was terrible and this organization deserves to be punished to the fullest extent i don't care that this isn't like an on-field incident how the hell you allow to an organization just to get off like this? Like, come on, the Patriots were just hit with what? A million bucks and, and like a, a third-round pick or something for, you know, taping the sideline, which was never like super clear if it was what they were doing was totally legal or not. And then, okay, I'm sorry, hammer this Washington football team. This is disgusting, and Dan Snyder deserves all of the crap that he pulls in because of this.
2: I will agree with you that all the comments leading up to this were poorly done, right? not tasteful at all. Um, it was gross. I mean, as, as journalists, if you have a story or you're working on a story, you have to make sure to cover your bases before you tease it or report it or yeah. put out rumors because that's what happened is that it kind of spun out of control. And, um, Liz Clark, one of the, few people who covered this story who was a part of writing this this article kind of she went on sarah spain's podcast from on espn and talked about how people were just running rampant with rumors before the article was even written and that bothers me um if if you don't have it's sloppy it's it's so freaking sloppy and if you don't have if you're not working on the story or you don't have sources or you're not trying to report it You don't tease it. You just don't do that. You you wait. You might hear things, but you don't say, hey, I'm hearing these rumors and like get everybody all amped up. You just don't do that. It's
1: It's, true. It opened it opened the door for speculation and we're thinking all sorts of stuff. And listen, this is terrible. What was happening inside that organism? When you read some of the details that are not safe for work in a lot of situations. If you read some of the accounts from these women and their accusations, it's mm-hmm. disgusting what was going on inside that Washington front office. And, uh, and you, you as they, a woman too, I want to know like more of like your reaction when you, when you read this, does this hit like close to home?
2: It's, I, I was not surprised. Yeah. Let me put it that way. Um, and, and here's the thing. And someone said this to me a long time ago the sports world is on such a platform and when things happen we react to it so strongly but sport the sports world is just a reflection of society yeah this 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 happens in every single industry and in every single job especially ones that are male dominated it happens in all of them this is just a reflection of society i mean literally yesterday i'm walking my dog lady and i get catcalled and trust me that happens on the regular i mean this is just part of our society unfortunately and it needs to go away but male behavior towards women is, is, is this is how it is and when but from my perspective as being in a male dominated industry i've experienced stuff like this like they've they've talked about if it's a coach if it's a player usually married might i add I mean, it's, when it comes to my workplace, I've had some coworkers, you know, maybe hit on me a little bit and I, I make it very clear that I don't date people I work with. Like, yeah. I will say that out loud, almost to thwart those actions from ever happening. And this is just kind of some of the things that these women talked about in this article is how they have to walk about in this male dominated environment to make it more comfortable for the men and the environment the sake of their own comfortableness and I I was not surprised at any of this and I mean we shouldn't have been surprised 2018 the report about the cheerleaders down in Costa Rica that came out with you know being told to wear certain outfits and to flirt and like their quote was to be pimped out to their sponsors are we should we really be shocked by this because we already knew we really did that this existed in Washington and i know it exists elsewhere because i've talked to other women in this industry and they all have their own stories
1: they really yeah. do. and the fact that it involves some of the highest ranking officials within this organization we're talking about like a senior vice president of content The club's director of pro personnel, assistant director of pro personnel, former president of business operations, a former chief operating officer. How do you think the NFL is going to get involved? How do you think the NFL will handle this?
2: They released a statement. Obviously, that's the first thing that comes out. Um. And usually from my understanding is that the NFL will hire their own law firm to do an investigation, but Dan Snyder already did that. And they're just going to allow him to continue with the law firm that he hired a little bit of a conflict of interest to me. Yeah.
1: Just a wee bit.
2: Um, uh, The thing is, is if you're in an NFL front office right now, you better clean house. Oh yeah. You better start working on it. I mean the Redskins, Redskins, see, I'm I'm not even used to not calling them that anymore. Washington. They had one person in their HR department.
1: <laughs> we one? have we have like four <laughs> at we for crying out loud.
2: I mean, come on, guys. Um, and I'm sorry, I do like love our HR people at work, yeah. but as a woman in this industry, I've been told by other women in this industry to not trust HR departments for this reason. Oh, because, and it's, I hate saying that out loud. Cause I really, truly do love the people at Nessun. This is, I've had no bad experiences at Nessun. Let me just put that out there. I freaking love my job. My coworkers, our bosses are phenomenal. Thank you. Like, I have nothing but good things to say about Nessun, but other places. I have not trusted HR departments for, for reasons like this well um, you know i'm
1: I'm pretty tight with most h r departments so like if if you need me to uh <laughs> put in a good word for you
2: yeah Trust me, they know me exciting. well <laughs> i mean it, it there's so many things that all these other teams need to do they need to check themselves, and we just have to kind of change how we handle this. It shouldn't just be wait to, for someone to report yeah. we should be actively asking and you know, hey, how are things at work and Are you experiencing any issues and we we need to have our higher ups be talking about this and about these types of attitudes and behaviors and that, you know, they're not tolerated and we need more allies and by allies, we need other men stepping up and calling this crap out. Like, you can't just let boys be boys. You can't just say, oh, take a joke. Like, I'm sorry, I didn't buy a ticket to your comedy show. (laughs) no, this isn't a joke, dude.
1: Yeah, no, I, I feel mean, you. I'm
2: here to work. This is my J O B. Yeah, for that sure. I I'm not here to get hit on. I mean, Jesus, uh, it, it's frustrating. And it's I, true, girl, that's true, girl. That's why industry.
1: you go out, you know? That's why you go out with the girls. Yeah. You know, on <laughs> yeah, your old cranberry cram- and yeah. vodka, and you're on the dance floor. <laughs>
2: I mean, yeah. Like I, I will say, there's so many more women in this industry that you feel like you have a sisterhood. You feel like you have some support, but you you do need your guy friends. You do need them, the the guys in the industry to to have your back. And you know, I'm thankful for guys like you. And I mean, you guys make the job better
1: for sure. Well- you're professional as hell and you're extremely knowledgeable. And I, especially here in this market, and you know that because you've built a relationship early on with a, a lot of <laughs> Yeah, no, with a, with a lot of the women who, who work here in New England and who call Boston home and cover Boston sports and Boston news. And this market is, is loaded with talent. You are, you are one of them. I have been uh, very lucky. And I put it out on Twitter this morning, just fortunate and thankful to have worked with so many badass women. And to be honest with you, it has made me, A, a better person and B, like, just a better reporter overall. I mean, I learned stuff from you every week. I learned stuff from some of the other women, a lot of the other women at Nessun. I mean, our producer, Ashley, for our show and every stop that I've had along the way in our journey here to Boston. So I, I would not be here today without women in sports. I am so serious when I say that. I've learned so many lessons since doing this thing for like 13 years since covering sports. And you're just the latest and greatest that I'm lucky enough to call a teammate. So props to you queen and props to women in sports and just women in general. Can we just re- start respecting women in general more?
2: Period. Like that's like, again, like, to go back to the whole, this is just a reflection of the problems that we have in society. It's just, you know, when we see stuff like this, we need to be questioning ourselves and yeah. we experience this in our own workplaces. And it's just, it's another part of the conversations that are going around here in 2020, these hard, uncomfortable conversations- Exactly. That we need to have. And this is just one of them. And I don't think we need to, you know, I'm almost 10 years in the industry now, and I remember women above me that I looked up to, that I admired, that I wanted their insight, I wanted their advice of trying to be successful in this industry. And for them to say, you know, this is just how it is, and you just no, deal it's with time it. To change here's, it. Here's here's how good you time. work around it. Like I just I don't want to have to tell the women that come after me those same things. Yeah, I, I want it to be better for for them. I want yeah. it to be easier for it's them.
0: Damn
1: good attitude to have. Hell yeah, yeah. I got you know? I got your I got your back. I'm your ally. Every every woman that, in this bro. business, I really
2: do. Um, I mean, there's a lot of issues with that story. I'm so. Thankful for those women,
1: yeah,
2: who came out, and i I think we'll we'll end this conversation with with this before we go to the next topic that them speaking out is huge, and I hear them, and I know what they're feeling. I know what they're going through, and I hope that this didn't ruin sports for them. I know one of the women was said that it, it, it killed any dream of a career in pro sports for her. And that's heartbreaking.
0: Yeah,
1: it sucks.
2: Um And I, you know, but they're sharing their story will make a difference. And I hope that that stays in the front of their mind because there is going to be naysayers and people trying to downplay this and saying, this isn't that big of a deal. It is a big deal. And I, I do believe things will change. So uh, I am looking forward to, what comes out of the investigation and i'm hoping that some more changes come to that organization and our nation's capital well said all right so uh what's what's next on the to-do list emerson
1: uh, what do we have david Posternock. okay so we weren't in the office on thursday nope we were off we we were off but i'm getting all of these alerts just blowing up my phone that David Pasternak and Andre Kasha are not on the ice. They're not on the ice. Like the day after they make their debut with this, you know, so-called training camp, these guys leave for Toronto in nine days. <laughs> and, yes, what? so how did Bruce Cassidy describe it, that they are deemed unfit to participate? So the first thing I think – you and me and a majority of other people here are thinking is, oh, hell no, that these guys come back after their quarantine period and somehow after one practice test positive for COVID or coronavirus? It's your, your mind this day and age immediately goes to the worst possible scenario. And you're thinking, damn, this could really screw this team. So, yeah, the unfit to participate thing, though, We are reminded that, what, like a few weeks ago, the NHL was like, this is how we're going to describe basically when a player can't skate. For whatever reason it is, they're going to be deemed unfit to participate. Like, I was nervous. And right now, I'm still nervous because we don't really have an answer, right? No,
2: we don't. Uh, Bruce Cassidy was asked about these two players missing practice on Thursday after skating on Wednesday Uh, Here's what he said.
0: It's it's unfit to participate right now. Um, Hopefully that changes in the near future. Uh, And yeah, I mean, anytime players miss, uh, you know, a session where we expect them back up to full speed, then um, until he's out there, then, you know, it is a concern for us uh, as a team, but we're just going to forge ahead. Uh, We've kind of plugged different guys in. So obviously missing two guys that play up in your lineup, uh, and a guy like David, that's your you know leading scorer. Uh, you want him in there. You want him getting back into condition. You want him returning to the ice and uh, being with his teammates. So, but he's not. So we're going to um, you know we're going to today we use Anders up there. Uh, we'll mix different guys in. We use Jack Stunic, get a little bit on the wing. Uh, he gets a look with with Cretch, uh, you know. So he uh, has been there before. So it does allow you to do some other things, but uh, obviously we prefer to have both those guys back in there.
2: All right, so Cassidy to me seemed very annoyed, very, yeah. very annoyed. At first like you were mentioning that you're you're like unfit. What does that exactly mean?
1: Um it could mean anything. It really it really could. Um like I don't know, do they could do they are they out because they're sore after like a first practice or something? I don't know. I don't know because Cassidy the day before was like Man, they all look great. They're they, all in they shape. Did.
2: We saw videos of, of them on the ice. They looked happy. They looked it, great. And, like, let's just be real. Because this is like, the, the league-leading scorer. We yeah, were talking yeah. about it. And pasta. <laughs> yeah, the
1: Rocket R- Richard Award winner here. He, you know, he and Ovi had, like, 48, 49 goals. I forget the exact number. But this was – we were so close to all hands on deck. We were so close.
2: And then, this, this was supposed to be a full group practice. Yeah. On Thursday.
1: Can, and so, all we can do now is put on a brave face.
2: Exactly. I, I will say Bruce Cassidy did follow up by saying that he, you know, still expects them to be skating when game time comes around. August 2nd against the Flyers is their first r- a game of their, you know, qualifying round. Yeah. Yeah. The round, yeah. The, round,
1: ro- yeah, the round robin for sure. The ro-
2: yeah. So, you need
1: I mean, him. You need him in there. You need him yeah. in the top line alongside Bergeron and, and Marshawn here.
2: Yeah, you 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 need you definitely need Pasta for sure. Kasha's you know another one of the guys. That's yeah, the Four lines obviously you need him too. But Pasta, you really really need. I I I don't think I'm personally going to get too upset about it.
1: No, you but, know. But but it start for me. I then start asking a little more questions. I'm like, well, why couldn't why couldn't these guys, you know, catch their flight on time or, or leave just a little earlier so they were, like, just on the ice at the time or everyone else was? It's just how, how my mind works. You just start asking questions. Like, could they have done, like, a better job like I mean, show, showing up yeah. earlier? And, like, and, 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 I just, and I feel like people aren't hammering them enough for that because Pasta is, like, the fun-loving guy. He's damn yeah. good at hockey. People really love, like, you know, look at Big Z. Big Z just, just shuts up and goes to work.
2: Wearing a and the mask guy's 74, the entire time.
1: Yeah, and he's 74 years old. <laughs> it's incredible. I mean, literally,
2: he's he's skating with the mask on. He's doing his interviews yeah. with the mask on. I mean, talk about captain right there. Like, that's that, that's leadership right there. I mean, Pasta's young, 24 years old. Um, yeah. And...
1: He's got great hair now.
2: Great, great long flow. Maybe
1: that's what he was doing. Maybe he was going to get a haircut yesterday.
2: I mean, then you see some... <laughs> <laughs> we, were taught, we were talking about this earlier, yeah. the reports of him being out and about in downtown Boston. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And there is evidence of that. Um, but uh, who am I to judge if he's with, you know, his quarantine group? I mean, yeah. there's so many times with all of this, like, we don't know the full story. And we don't know, I mean, uh, when you he know, got back. We're in the media. We
1: get to speculate. And yeah,
2: obviously. And stir the pot. I mean, and <laughs> in, in, in a podcast we're we're just you know here shooting the shit a little bit we're just, just talking
1: sharing our thoughts
2: so i mean who who's to say that he didn't have issues getting back you know especially with travel restrictions right now worldwide um well
1: plan plan for it that's what i'm saying you got to plan for it, for it. and the and,
2: and the nhl has obviously more pull more resources so if you need to get your players back you can get your yeah. players back um there, there's probably so much more to the story. I'm really hoping it's not something that deals with him being unfit, like legitimately, physically speaking, unfit to skate to participate. Um, you know, if it is something COVID-related, either secondary contact or a false positive test, as we've seen. I will say I wish the NHL did a little bit more like MLB is doing, where they yeah. are a little bit more transparent with what's going on with COVID because I think transparency is is key during this time. But that's just me.
1: So I think if if there's a team with without, like, it, you know, its best offensive threat, that can still make a run. I mean, you see, we've seen it in the past, some of these hockey teams can just get hot. I mean, hockey playoffs is totally different. You get hot whether you miss, like, a major piece or two, you can make a run. I think the NBA is, like, totally different. And the Celtics are dealing with their own injury issues right now with one of their main key pieces. And Kemba Walker, who says yesterday not to be concerned, he's not concerned about his knee. But I'm sorry, dude. I'm really concerned about your knee right now. You had four months off and you still are being held out of some of these, you know, so-called like hard practices.
0: And then with regard to Kimba, um, he did a couple portions of practice today as planned. So um, exactly how, uh, you know, I thought going into today, very, we went fairly light as a team, Um, not much live, Um, did a lot yesterday and tomorrow we'll, we'll have more of a scrimmage situation um, than maybe we've had up to this point.
1: This guy's missed 16 games this year, mainly because of his knee. He should probably, in hindsight, not have suited up (laughs) All-Star Weekend. And just to put this in perspective, so he's missed 16 games. Again, most due to left knee soreness. Walker missed just four games the four previous seasons combined. And are you telling me?
2: Yeah, it, it is
1: serious. And then... You had a you had a great point in the email before this podcast. Like, do you just – do you hold him out until the playoffs, which oh, is what? Like, definitely. so you got seven 100%. or eight games. I mean, f- for sure. Yeah, uh, I, I think mean, you're just – you're you trying not to right slip. Right. You're trying not to slip right now because you really don't want to be matched up with, like, the 76ers, like, in the first round because they've I mean, just – they've owned you this year. But they, they need – this team cannot win an NBA title 100% a bajillion percent sure, and even people who actually know what they're talking about will back me up on this. They cannot win an NBA title without Kimba Walker. They can't.
2: I think that they can play these first eight games without him easily and still win. I, again, like, like you said, yeah. I don't think they can win a title without him, which is why you play this as safe as possible, and you you keep working him out slowly yeah. and give him his own Workout plan and you know, keep him really, really safe, like limited contact, um, until you absolutely have to play him. Yeah, and I mean, maybe you give him some minutes here and there in a couple of games, but you don't make him go a full game, you don't, you just don't. Um, you're the third and the standings in the east, uh, nine and a half games back from the Bucks, three back from the Raptors. I don't think they'll be able to move up. They're two and a half games back. Uh, The Heat are two and a half games back from the Seas, so there is room to slide down. Um, But I I think you kind of play that after each game. You reevaluate, okay, what are we going to do here? What are we going to do here?
1: I mean, we're talking about the team's number two score. He averages more than 21 points a game. And it also has me thinking – Dude, okay, this, this could end up being a really bad contract for the Celtics and Danny Ainge. He's in the first year of a four-year, $141 million deal after, that he signed after spending his first eight NBA seasons in Charlotte. So, again, the guy has not had major injury issues until now. I'm sorry. Your knee that's been worked on, like, multiple times since coming here is not all of a sudden just going to become 100% healthy. This is just going to be the tip of the iceberg with this guy and it's unfortunate because such, he's such a fun loving guy he's such a yeah. perfect dude to have in that locker room think of the polar opposite of Kyrie Irving that's who Kemba <laughs> Walker is and it sucks but I'm sorry this is not going away it will not go away and it will end up hurting the Celtics mark my words mark the tape producer Fred
2: we're, we're so used to players playing through injury I mean it's, it's only so
1: much you can do with a with a bum knee though, especially Yeah, position.
2: really one bad move and you could totally ruin yeah. your knee. And I mean in the Celtics, <laughs> they're no strangers to to really bad injuries here. We've seen a lot of them here. Yep. Um so I I just injuries lately, the last what, five, six years have just really plagued the Celtics, especially when it comes to some of their key players.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, there's,
2: there's a couple other issues going on in the bubble.
1: Yeah, I yeah, I know where sorry. you're going. I know where you're going, talk to me.
2: <laughs> oh, man, so this uh, anonymous safety hotline. <laughs> it's um, amazing. I mean, some players are really upset about it and some players yeah. aren't so upset about it. How do you feel about it? We, we didn't really get to talk about this too much on After Hours, the oh. show. So here right. on the podcast, let's, let's just let it all out, man. How, how, if, do, you, how, how do you feel? How do you view what. the snitch hotline? I'll tell you what.
1: It? If I was a player, I would I would use this to my advantage. Like if I knew <laughs> I had a game uh, against the 76ers. You were evil. Like the next night, oh, I'm hammering that hotline. And I'm like, yo, Joel Embiid is like floating around. He's picking up his Uber Eats orders. Like he's just doing his thing. He's got his whole family with him right now. They're at the little (laughs) indoor water park or whatever the hell it is. Yeah. That guy's got his Mickey mouse ears on. He is just roaming the campus, but he is crossing the line. I need security in his room ASAP. He's having a party in his room.
2: I cannot with you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I would 100% abuse it. It is funny though. All right. So like a little more seriously, I get why they have it, and I get why some guys do want to take it seriously.
2: Yeah, it's your health. I mean, yeah, you're it down there to play basketball. That's yeah, it.
1: <laughs> I'm, You know I, know, I know these guys, most of them have made their money that they were set to make in this contract year, like, already, but there's still a few whose dollars mean a little more to them than others. Like, yeah, there's some who really can't afford to title. lose title. Yeah. You're
2: chasing a title. I know. Come on. Yeah. Not, there's other teams that were not fortunate enough. They didn't play well enough, so I guess it's really, you know, unfortunate for them because they weren't good enough. I mean, they're not in this bubble environment. So, you're down there. You It looks like a vacation. I mean, some of the things we've seen of their off days and the stuff they get to do.
1: <laughs> like Taco Fall on a bike. They're
2: off days <laughs> often. I mean, Come uh, on. It, it is – you make so much money. This is all about perspective. You're down there to play for not very long, and there's a lot going on in the world right now, and you're in your own little –
1: You're in your own little bubble. Bubble. Yeah. I love Spencer Dinwiddie, though. Like, all these guys who are like, don't you dare. Don't you dare break the bro code. Okay? You call the line. You're done. I'm done with you.
2: What a joke. You know,
1: what's tough though. It's like, I'm one of these like single young studs with millions of dollars. And I see on Instagram that like these Instagram models are saying, Hey, invite me to the bubble. You're like, Oh man. Where's the back door to this place?
2: <laughs> how can, I, mean, how can they, I sneak her in? <laughs> they have security everywhere. Yeah. It is really, really easy to get busted doing something yeah.
1: wrong. I mean, you can't and, hang out in other guys' rooms. That's why Jimmy Butler was busted. People thought he was having a little shindig, and everyone was having a good time in his room. Turns out he was just dribbling the basketball, working out in his room at, like, midnight, which I would be pissed, too, if I'm trying to get some yeah. sleep.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think certain hours are quiet hours, kind of like in summer camp yeah. when you know that this is quiet time. I, I can understand that. I mean, especially because all the teams are on different floors. So, I mean, he's potentially, I mean, kind of like what you were talking about, yeah. strategizing. Here, let me mess with someone's sleep cycle
0: real quick. Yeah,
1: man. You know how many times I wish I had a freaking snitch line when my neighbor's upstairs? They're like <laughs> professional dancers or something. They're like, all over the place. Their toes are like a tipping and tapping. It's like midnight and they're in there banging out like P90X. And so many times I want to grab the broomstick and hit the freaking ceiling in here. But my roommate, (laughs) my roommate's like, yo, Woosa, it's going to be all right. I said, Meg, I need my beauty. I'm I'm on TV, Meg. (laughs) can't have bags under my eyes. I already look like I'm on drugs half the time on that set (laughs) because of the lighting. Why do my eyes look the way that they do? We talk about it every time. My eyes look weird. <laughs> Why do my eyes look weird, damn it? And you you're like, put this cream, cream on your face. It's
2: called concealer, <laughs> bro. Get with, get with the times. I mean, I know. how do you think women look good on TV? <laughs> I, yeah.
1: I need to take a trip to Sephora with my wife. I Seriously, I need to. Uh,
2: just, here's another thing I want to I talk about on this all right. hotline some people are saying it's snitching and some people are saying it's whistle blowing. And I think the correct term is whistle blowing because, <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean,
2: it, it's just funnier to call it snitch. So let us live. <laughs> yep. uh, yeah. Yeah. Guys don't be inviting women into the bubble right now. This is bigger than you and your needs. Don't, you know, the, the food might not be the best, but as you're, you're being fed. You're not, you know, being tortured and kept in some time yeah. cell. i mean you have a great life right now take advantage of it take advantage of the platform you have do the right thing uh it's just going to come down to leadership and I, I i think if you can talk to a guy before calling the hotline i think that would probably be best yeah but if someone's like a repeat offender then i'm probably going to be calling that hotline just to say yeah. they're not listening
1: I have, I have a bigger issue with guys, like, bitching about food and accommodations, but that, that's, a, that's a conversation for, like, a, another time. So, there's going to be, like, no fans, obviously, in the bubble. But then there is the report that there could be some fans, like, at Gillette Stadium. So, w- what is the story here? The Patriots sent out, like, a letter saying they would do, like, they basically they're going to work at 20% capacity if fans are allowed.
2: Yes. Yes. So, I'm like, all right, well, go ahead, go ahead. When this came out, I think what was it Wednesday, yeah, yeah. um so up to twenty percent capacity uh the first eight rows of the stadium, there will be no fans, I guess, to kind of safely protect their staff and their players um or to you know they're gonna let the players and the staff themselves sit in those first eight rows, parties of ten or less will be seated, and they'll be set off in different blocks, yeah um someone asked me this who gets the tickets and I was like great question it'll first go to a season ticket and club the people who have the the money and I was have gonna say
1: it's gonna tickets. go to the really rich people first the really
2: rich people <laughs> yes are first in line who would have thought um <laughs> <laughs> and then if there's anything less it'll go open to the public but you know the how expensive do you think these Damn seats are going to
1: cost. Well, yeah, that's the, the Patriots are already known to have like more, uh, the more high priced, high end of, of prices here for tickets. Some of the higher priced tickets in the league are here in New England. And a lot of that has to do with two decades of winning and having the best quarterback in the history of the league being here. This is They're true. tough to come by. I hear people sit on like the season ticket list for centuries and like never end up <laughs> landing season tickets. So, yeah, imagine. Imagine though, like 13,000 fan, 13,000 tickets, like up for grabs. Yeah, it's going to be, it's yeah. going to be, you're going to be paying like $300 for what is probably up in the 300, 400 section, the upper bowl. But,
2: yeah. you know, they gotta more, up, they got to offset some costs. They got to make some money back. So, of they, course, it's, they it's jack true. up the prices.
1: But, like, a more important question is do you think this is a good idea, like health wise? I, if, I, I if don't. I local- don't. What, what did you say? I said, I don't. I said, I do, not, I do not think it is a good idea.
2: If state and local officials say it's okay, and it is mandatory that people wear masks, that's what the Patriots said, and yeah. practice social distancing, I don't know if you'll get kicked out if you don't do either of those two things. I bet yeah, you
1: would. You 100% would be done.
2: Um, at the end of the day, if they say it's safe, and, and they make that call, it, I guess it's up to that Individual person and how they feel because how everyone feels about COVID 19 and the pandemic, it's all over the board. Everybody's all over the board. Some people are really frightened by it, some aren't. So I think it's really up to the individual. I think the Patriots, they're looking at it as well, things are a little bit better up here in Massachusetts. But the first team they face that they host, Miami. Mm -hmm. where it's the absolute worst right now. Yeah. So, I mean, I highly doubt you're going to get fans from Miami coming up here, but you have the players. And, And
1: dude, tailgating, though, like you're not going to be able to do the whole tailgating. That, dude, having gone to multiple games, it's like the best part of going to these games. It is so fun. You're out there just rage cage, cage. you know, mashing wings, smashing brews funnels shotguns shots everything's
2: different everything's different right now all that stuff right now is so minor in the grand scheme of things that yeah it's just not gonna happen uh. this year you sad yeah but i mean maybe i'm being too much of a realist yeah. i i don't know like it's just it, this is a year where nothing is going to be like no, it has yeah, been
1: nothing is. and
2: normal. you just kind of accept it and you move on and i i don't think you gain anything by saying like oh I miss this, I miss that. I want to tailgate, I want to go to brunch. I want to slam avocados yeah, with my I girl. I do. Like,
1: Actually, I do.
2: <laughs> I know we do, but at the same time it's like damn, it's it's not that big of a yeah. deal, yo. Like I, as long I, as you're healthy and you yeah. still have a job.
1: Like, I I do think that part of the
2: perspective here.
1: I think part of Robert Crabb kind of has an idea. I think he's he's laying all this out to try to look you know he does look good saying, all right, I would like allow I would allow fans. I'm not going to charge for parking. That all looks good, but I think a lot of that also has to do with, I think he sees the big picture that just fans aren't going to be allowed at all, especially here in Massachusetts. So if if we're going by what the governor has said, the next phase in this state isn't even going to happen. Phase four, the new normal, isn't even going to be a thing until there's a vaccine. Like no large gatherings until phase four, which again is all based off when and if there will be a vaccine. So, if that holds, this is all dumb anyway. Then there won't be any fans at all.
2: The the local and state officials will have the final say, but the final, final say is the Yeah. Point blank. Point blank. Let's get some fun stuff going on in here before we depart for a weekend of social distancing. And I I got more Um. So... Bill Belichick. He's the king <laughs> of producing amazing gifts and memes without even trying. <laughs> I no, mean all, literally, he doesn't yeah. try, they just happen.
1: <laughs> True. It's like, all right, you could put him at a table, surrounded by media. Just take a sip of that orange juice if you can, Coach. Hey, <laughs> all right. I know you're scoping out yeah. and you're scouting talent right now up in the press box with the if you don't mind, just put the binoculars up to your eyes and take a good. Take a bite of a – you know, put your hand in that popcorn bowl to your right and put some food in your mouth. And then now, Coach, that foot long, if you don't mind, just shove it down your throat for us so this can become another fantastic meme that will be overused for the next decade.
2: So he was shooting a commercial (laughs) for Subway, and and the pictures that were leaked by the local media, uh, as my dog is slurping up water right now,
1: I can definitely hear her. She is thirsty. It's all good. It's warm. It's humid outside. She this is, is the um,
2: beauty of doing the podcast inside your home. I feel for all the people out there with children, ladies. I'm sorry, mom. Are you working? <laughs> Go to your bed. Anyway, so uh, Bill <laughs> Belichick was filming a commercial for Subway. Local reporters got it. Him sitting on a bench holding a footlong uh what do you think was in that sandwich because everybody has a go-to that they've had for like decades now
1: it's got to be his sandwich it's got to be like the cold cut trio only legends do subway commercials like happy gilmore and then now bill belichick okay and happy gilmore was a cold cut trio and that has to be what bill belichick has right that he's he's a
2: right now it's going to be a
1: multi meat level sandwich it's going to be it's going to be a sandwich that does its damn job
2: i can see him doing a club or tuna actually oh god
1: (laughs) imagine being in a in a small little room watching film and he's like sitting right next to you and he just leans over and he's like what do you think about that play (laughs) and i'm like jesus dude Stop breathing on me, man! I if you when eat ale, tuna, a large tuna fish. If you eat tuna in the office, you're part of the problem. You're part of the problem in 2020. <laughs> okay. Fly,
2: man. I hate it when people eat tuna. Like yeah, but
1: oh, <laughs> let me let me tell you what though. You also deserve so some blame here because you have been Mrs. Microwave Fish at work before. There's a special place once. in hell for you, Sealy Godwin.
2: Dude, I did that once, and I said never again. It was cod, and it yeah. Crazy. Trust me, it smelled awful, and I accept responsibility for <laughs> for your actions, <laughs> for my actions, and I'm so sorry. <laughs> it smells awful. Oh, if you God. eat fish in the office. I'm sorry, you're kind of an asshole.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's true. <laughs> now, I can't wait to see the finished product. I really can't. I mean,
2: I, yeah. Back to the commercial. Yeah. <laughs>
1: No, it's, it's fine.
2: <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's hysterical that he was doing it. I did see people wearing masks, which I was, I, I like to see that as yeah. they are filming that commercial. Um, but it's just funny to see Bill doing stuff like this because we don't get to see that side of him and game days because he's, you know, I guess he would be saying we're on to, we're on to Subway.
1: Yeah, we're on the Subway. We're on, we're on the Baloney. <laughs> Um, I, oh, so can I, can I, I uh, real, real quick though it motivated yeah. me yesterday yesterday was like the first time i had had subway in like two years so i went to the rmv i went to the V yesterday um it was actually a triple a office you can go as yep. an V. nice yep. nice life hack there people so uh but i noticed the subway uh as i was on my way there i said well dude leaving i'm just craving subway i'm like a roasted chicken subway guy I throw some spinach okay. and jalapenos a little bit of mayonnaise on there for some flavor." And I, the only reason I was craving Subway is because that damn picture making its rounds on the internet, it like worked. Yeah. I am, I am like their target audience. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's like the other day when I was wearing that Cam Newton shirt, it's the targeted ads that pop up on my Instagram feed. They're like, this moron will spend 20 bucks in a heartbeat. And lo and behold, it pops up on my phone. I swipe up PayPal, boom. So easy. And I'm like, why the hell did I do that? And then my <laughs> wife is like, why where are all these t-shirts coming from? <laughs> like Sorry, you, honey. You got to stop buying all these graphic t-shirts. You're in your mid 30s now. <laughs> Said, "You leave me alone, woman, let me live."
2: How do you do, fellow kids? <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: so true. It's so true. I was color coordinated
2: no, no. though. Uh, I the, the commercial good for him. I'm excited to see the finished products. Um I'm excited to see all the future gifts and memes and all yeah. the things we can apply this to. Um I am an Italian girl, a spicy Italian girl.
1: Yeah, I could see so, that with you.
2: I love spicy food. My running joke is if, if I ain't sweating, I don't want it. So that's 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 how I approach hot food. But um, yeah, uh, let's wrap this up, though.
1: Okay, let's do it.
2: Uh, that was my joke because a really bad joke.
1: I no, mean. I I get it. I get it. It's um it's fine. Um, you listen, you had a really good run. No, no, you had a really good run. It was like a two plus week run where I'm like, dude, she's kind of like funny today, (laughs) but it's, um, you know what? Don't, don't lose it. Don't lose that love and feeling. Okay. I
0: laugh
2: at my own jokes. Okay. That's the type of person that I am. (laughs) I
1: I think that's great. You and producer Ashley on our, (laughs) on our after hour show, two women who love to laugh at their own jokes. And oh, I man. and I support it 100% because half the things I say are so stupid, but I'm like, well, no one else they is going to laugh. I'm going <laughs> to laugh.
2: All right? <laughs> oh, all righty. But that's going to do it for us. Uh, so much to talk about on this podcast. We appreciate everyone listening, subscribing to After Hours podcast presented by People's United Bank. and Latzia, I am Seeley Godwin. Have a wonderful weekend, everybody. We will see you next week.